poachers. I had received several calls that witnesses had seen poachers using spotlights to kill deer uh, both in the park properties and also adjacent on Highway 1. Um, the witnesses had indicated that they had seen it done four or five times and the individuals involved uh, were going northbound uh, to the town of Walala. So we had uh, put a bulletin out to watch for specific vehicles uh, that would involve locals who were illegally spotlighting deer and killing them, both in the park and adjacent to the park. I uh, had been working uh, for two and a half weeks straight and needed some time off to take care of personal business. The personal business for us uh, was the nearest town where we could really do anything. It's in Santa Rosa, which is an hour and a half drive one way in, an hour and a half drive back. And so I knew that I needed at least a day, maybe two, to take care of business. So I got on the phone and I called the California Department of Fish and Game, now known as the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. And I talked to one of the wardens that I've known for a long time and I, I told him what the situation was and uh, asked him if he could bring up some men to stake out the area and, and see if we could put a stop to the illegal poaching and killing of deer. He told me, sure, he'd, he'd find some guys and he'd bring them up and uh, then we could connect, you know, next week and uh, start our process of stakeout to watch for these people. So I decided, well, it'd be a good time for me to try to take care of personal business in Santa Rosa, which is about an hour and a half in, I drive in, an hour and a half drive back, and we can take care of groceries, dental, all that stuff that's been put off for a long time. So I told my roommate, let's let's head in. Uh, so Rod Rod Hedrick said, sure, let's let's do this. So we decided to drive my 1964 yellow Ford Falcon. It's a collector car. Um, great little car. It had been in the family since it was new, and it had been handed down to me. And <clears throat> now I had it. So we uh, jumped in the Falcon and we drove on in to Santa Rosa, took care of business, and uh, decided uh, to head on back out to the coast. And uh, on our way, I thought, well, I better stop at the park. Uh, they had just installed a double-wide mobile home for ranger residents, and uh, it was to be my future residence. Um, it had just been installed. There was no power, no utilities, no gas, no telephone, nothing. But it was on site, and they were going to finish it up in the next few days. So I pulled up to the double-wide mobile uh ranger residence and I went to turn off the falcon and the generator light came on and what that meant was that the generator was not charging the battery and so I knew that if I turned off the falcon I wouldn't get it started again so I said Rod uh, could you you know shift over in the seat and make sure that the falcon keeps running I'll take a flashlight and I'll go in and check out the ranger residence and make sure everything's okay and he said sure so 
he slipped over and got on a gas pedal to make sure the thing didn't die. And I grabbed the flashlight, went into the residence, searched the kitchen, the bedroom, the living room, the backyard, all the windows, all the doors, and so on. Everything was fine. Everything looked okay. So, again, I couldn't turn on the lights. There's no power. So I had to use a flashlight. So I came back out with a flashlight and had um, my roommate scoot over, and I got in the driver's seat and turned off the flashlight and said, "Looks everything looks okay. Let's head on up to the Sea Ranch. That's where my home was at the time, Sea Ranch, California. Beautiful place, by the way. And so we're on our way driving out of the park when all of a sudden this big, tall, heavy guy jumps in front of the Ford Falcon with his double-barrel shotgun, and he levels the shotgun down and points it at me in the car, pointing at the windshield, and I'm looking straight at him and straight at a double-barrel shotgun. And then all of a sudden, another big guy jumps out of the woods over on the other side of the car. He also has a shotgun. He takes a shotgun and he taps on the window where my roommate's sitting, tells him to roll down the window. The guy that's pointing a shotgun at me orders me out of the car and says, if I don't get out of the car, he's going to shoot me. Then he pushes the shotgun closer to the windshield. So it was convincing. I thought, okay, what do I have here? Who are these guys? And how far is this going to go? So I heeded his advice, and I exited the vehicle. And then the other man on the other side tapped again on the window and told my roommate to lower the, roll the window down further, which he did. And then he asked my roommate, who are you? And what the hell are you doing? And my roommate got really nervous. I, he was even stuttering, and he finally said, couldn't think of anything else to say. He says, uh, uh, I'm with him, and then points at me. So I thought, well, that, that's a good one. That's a good response. That's probably uh, the best one that you could use. So then the guy has got the shotgun on my back, says, I want to know who you are. You, Who are you? What are you doing breaking into this house here? And I said, excuse me? Breaking into a house? And he goes, yeah, we were here. We saw you stop your car. You didn't turn it off either. And you ran into that house. And then you took a flashlight and you went and scoped it out to see what you could steal, didn't you? Didn't you? You're seeing what you could steal in that house. And we're going to want you to pop the trunk and we're going to lick in the back. We want to know what you stole from this house. And I said, well, um, we didn't steal anything. Uh, we were just stopping to check on the house. He goes, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you bet. Get up against the car. And then he shoves me into the car hard. And he says, put your hands on the roof. So I put my hands on the roof of the car. And then he shoves me into the car further. Then he pulls my roommate. The other guy pulls a roommate out of the car and shoves him into the car. And they both proceed to pat us down. And the one guy goes, you have any guns? And I go, yeah, I do. 
I thought so. Yeah, you're probably on the wanted list, that's for sure. We're going to take care of this right here and now. And I said, excuse me, do you mind if I just reach in my back pocket and take out my wallet? And I'll show you something. I'll show you my ID. You got to get your hand away from there. Don't put your hand back there. I said, all right. Now suit yourself, but why don't you do it? So the guy holding the shotgun reaches back into my back pocket and pulls out my wallet. He takes a wallet and he flips it open and he's holding his flashlight on it. And all of a sudden there's this glow that's coming out of the wallet. And he goes, what's this? I said, what do you think it is? And he takes a closer look. He goes, what is this? I said, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? And he says, is it a badge? I said, that's correct. It's a badge. He goes, who are you? And I said, I'm the supervising ranger of this facility and this section of the coast. My name's John Lashenko. And he got real quiet. And the other guy goes, oh, shit. And then all of a sudden, he lowers his shotgun. The other guy lowers his shotgun. He goes, you're a ranger here? I go, yes, I am. This is my facility here. He goes, well, why in the hell did you pull up there and just turn off the car? And why did you go into the house with a flashlight? And I said, well, the alternator generator is going out on the car. If I turn it off, I couldn't start it again, especially with headlights. It's dark. And I said, there's no utilities in the residence. So I can't turn on the lights. That's why I had to use a flashlight. That's why I was going through the house. I was checking to make sure everything was all right. He goes, oh man. And I said, all right, your turn. Who are you? And what the hell are you doing here? And he says, uh, 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 can I see under your jacket? Oh yeah. He opens his jacket and there's a badge. And I said, who are you? And he says, I'm a game warden or the Department of Fish and Game. I said, what about this guy over here pointing a gun? Who's that? He's a game warden from Sacramento. He's with the California Department of Fish and Game. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, we had a ranger call and asked for backup up here to look for poachers. Apparently there's been a poaching problem up here, so... We were sent up here, there's five of us. Five of you? And just when he said that, another warden walks up and I recognized him. And I said, hello, Don. It was Don the warden from Sacramento. And Don looks at me and laughs and he goes, do I know you? I don't recognize you. And I said, that's great, Don. Thanks a lot, Don. I said, your men here doing a great job. They got some very nice shotguns. Would you please inform them who I am and that I'm the one that called them to come up here? And he chuckles again. He goes, hey guys, this is John. He's the chief ranger here. He's the one that invited us here to camp for the next three days. 
you might want to apologize to him. So all of a sudden, I got these apologies, and the two men said, we're very, very sorry. And I said, all right, okay, well, good. Well, I hope you take care of the poachers. They said, "Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get uh, to. We'll start getting ready to take care of that." And I said, "Well, good for you." And they go, "Where can we camp?" And I said, "Well, I'll show you where to camp, but just make sure you put those guns away for now." Game warden Don chuckles again and said, "It's been an interesting evening, John. It's good to see you again." Park Ranger John Lyshenko.